what is it about this writing style that's so slippery that I just can't get, it's like a TikTok feed. I can't get out of it, you know? And so I would say it's like more like a door where you kind of got to go knock and and take a leap of faith that there is something on the other side of this. You can't see exactly what you're going to get until the door opens. All right, we're live. Cool sweatshirt. Um, what's going on? Oh, dude, I already told you. I couldn't. I can't talk about it on on air. But I am. Uh, you know, there's some days where a fire. There's a fire on the third floor, and you got to grab the extinguisher and go put it out. And so that's what I've been doing today is putting out. And I'm glad that I did this. Which is, we had a bunch of family coming in town for Thanksgiving. Wife was like, oh, yeah, it's great. We got my sister coming. We got this person coming. This person's coming from India. I was like, oh, God. Okay. Um, she's like, you know, we should host Thanksgiving. I said, you know, I love the giving spirit. I love the idea. But we're not hosting anything on Thanksgiving. Why? Because we have an e-commerce company and Black Friday is the biggest sales day of the year. And she said, well, what are we going to do? Like, you know, it's just going to sell online. Like, we're not going to go to the warehouse or something and go fulfill it. You know, so what do we need to do? I said, sometimes you got to create space Cause you just want to be available. You want to have buffer. You don't want to be fully booked in case you need to do it. Maybe you have an idea that something you can do to drive sales. Or in this case, what if shit absolutely hit the fan and you had to do something to recover, which is exactly what happened today. I created space. My COO was like, Oh, I'm just going to go pick this person up from the airport that day. It should be no problem. Guess what? She's in the car. The shit's hitting the fan and she can't get to a computer and she did not create enough space. And so that was a, a great lesson. That's an evolution for you because you are not the man at creating space. I was not a cr- space creator. Uh, that's that's come with, you know, some gray hairs and wisdom is is this idea. So I'm glad I did it because <coughs> shit's hitting the fan today. And, you know, I'm just hoping that I told you before this, I'm hoping that, uh, you know, my my safety, my savings, my under the mattress savings of good luck needs to be cashed in today i'm just i'm reaching under the mattress i'm hoping it's still there i feel like i put it there i'm hoping that good luck is still there i need it today well okay so i've got uh, so what we're gonna i we're gonna talk about uh, products and media that we like but and i have a couple i got one thing in particular that's gonna make a difference on your day today actually okay um we can talk about it later but so today's episode is we're gonna talk about products and media that we've consumed throughout the year that we think are cool because I like talking about gadgets and, and, and media, and so do you. Um, the stuff that you talked about last, last episode was actually quite amazing. Uh, that article about um, uh, data and how it's easy to uh, read data yeah, correctly. Yeah, just kind of like a great find. It's kinda, is that the idea? Great finds. These, these are exactly. great finds we've had this year, whether it's a product or it's a piece of content. Great finds. I think that's in the, the Thanksgiving spirit. It's like, you know, being thankful for it. But also, people have time. Over they, hopefully people are creating a little space. You know, you, you spend some family time, and uh, but but people have time over the holidays, and this is a good chance to either buy this as a gift for yourself for somebody else, or to just check something out that you haven't tried before. All right, well let's start. Do you uh, you name one and I'll name one, or I can name a couple. What do you want to do? Okay, let's do let's. Do, I think we both have an app that we really like. All uh, right. two different apps. So let's do the, the category of apps. So what's a great find you had that's an app this year? Okay. Unfortunately, a lot of th- things I might name are going to involve fitness. A lot of them are going to be it's money a related. Fitness influencer life, bro. Yeah. Like, and a, a, <laughs> a lot of them will be money related, though, actually, and relaxation and mindset. So uh, the first one, zero. It's called zero. I believe Kevin Rose started it. Okay. So I, I, I never thought that I was intermittent fasting, but in order just not to overeat throughout the day, I just wouldn't eat breakfast. Turns out that's called intermittent fast. Is that, I, right. but that's not why I did it. Um, this app called zero, it's free. They have a paid version, which honestly, I don't think it does anything, but the free version you, you, you say when you had your last meal and it just tells you don't eat until, and then you, uh, in my case, it's 16 hours. It's awesome. I love it. I can't believe how that one app actually makes me want to stick to it as opposed to when I'm on my own. So that's, that app has made a meaningful change and in my what day. What are you fasting? You're doing 16-8 uh, or you're doing more intense than that? I do 16-8. Si- I do so basically eight, I'll stop eating at 8 p.m. and I'll eat again at noon. Right. So six, that means 16 hours not eating, eight hours eating. And when you eat in your eight hours, are you like, you know, eating kale salads or you eat whatever you want in those eight hours? What do you what do I you don't eat? eat whatever I want. I usually eat meat. And vegetables. That's what I, I, I work you, hard at. Do you eat portion size or no, no portion sizing within that eight hours? You're fine. You just eat till you're full. Um, 
Yeah, I, I portion control. Yeah, definitely. I, I eat very, yeah, I, for sure. I try to eat 2,500 calories okay. a day. Good, good. Um, hey, let's take a quick break to tell you about our sponsor. You know, finding a service solution that keeps your customers happy can feel impossible. Like trying to remember the name of that guy you literally just met at that networking event. And HubSpot Service Hub can help. So with the service solution part, at least it makes it easy. It brings service and success together on one powerful platform. With an AI-powered help desk and a chatbot to handle your frontline tickets so you could scale support and drive retention and revenue. Visit HubSpot.com slash service to learn more. All right, so I have uh, anything else on zero? I think that's a that's a good one. No, I have, I've it. tried it's the cool. app as well. Uh, I like it. It's a it's super clean interface. It's like uh, I like apps that just do one thing really well, and that's what that does. Um, okay, here's an app. I think I've talked about this, but I got big into breathwork, and so uh, there's two apps that if you want to have kind of like a happier life, there's a lot of apps that will distract you: Instagram, TikTok, whatever. There's apps that will make you more productive, but they'll distract you from the real world. That's like email, Slack, maybe Twitter. Um, and then there's apps that actually center you and ground you. And so my phone had enough of the distraction apps. I had enough of the pr productivity apps where I was lacking was, hey, how can I use this magic wand? That's how I think of my phone. It's a magic wand. I make. I just... I install an app and that's like a spell that I just could do some magic thing. I can get food to appear at my doorstep or I can, you know, summon a car or I can do all kinds of different crazy stuff. I can put my, you know, my mom thousands of miles away, her face can show up on my phone. Well, this one gets me grounded. And so there's two apps I want to call out. One, I think we've talked about before, it's called the five minute journal. Um, I ended up meeting the guy who, who, who made this app. It's I didn't a, know that was an app. I thought it was a notebook. There is a notebook and then there's the app apps. I think oh, more that's popular. cool. It's a paid app. I think it's three bucks or five bucks or something like that, which is so funny because when I saw that, I was like, oh, I don't pay for apps. And I was like, wow, like my threshold for paying for shit on a phone is so low compared to like, you know, like right. a parking. It's a parking meter, but I get to use this app forever that some guy created and coded and makes it do all these things. So five bucks. And what it does is you open it up and it basically just has like a quote while it loads. It's always a good quote. They do. They have good selection. And then it basically says, what are three things you're grateful for today? And the act of writing those down is great. It. This looks great. Um, you know, not to get super cheesy, but basically the more grateful you are, the less stressed you are. You cannot be grateful and stressed at the same time. You cannot be grateful and afraid at the same time. You cannot be grateful and angry at the same time. So if you just want to not be any of those bad things, just focus on being grateful rather than not being whatever. It's like when you tell somebody relax when they're really pissed off guess what they don't really relax very well so you telling somebody to not be angry or not be stressed doesn't work but telling but getting somebody to shift their f focus to being grateful works actually really well what so, questions does it ask just says what three what three things happen today that you're grateful for and it's today it's things that happen today not like what are three things in your life that you're grateful for? And you just sort of monotonously you say, my health, my family, and my friends. It's like, no, what happened today that I'm grateful for? What's a moment of today? It's then it forces you to slow down time because you're like, shit, what did I even eat for lunch today? What did I do today? And, you, and then you're like, you think of one thing and you're like, God, there must have been something more than that that I'm grateful for. And you kind of suck at it the first day and you suck at it the second day. By the third day, something happens during the day and you're like, ah, I'm going to write this in the app tonight. Um, like that's the thing. And so it forces you during the day to actually take note of what you're grateful for, which makes you a more grateful person. All right. So that's so, one app. Uh, let me just tell you something really quick. So Andrew Huberman, one of the things on my list, Andrew Huberman recently had a new video come out, come out called the science of gratitude and how to build a gratitude practice. Mm -hmm. Andrew Huberman was on our podcast. He's got this amazing pod and YouTube channel where he talks about the science behind different things and how you can use it to help you. And his latest thing is on gratitude. And he says that he's been doing gratitude and I don't want to get into the science, but basically there's something about like the prefrontal cortex and how gratitude actually releases do dopamine and it's proven to make you more motivated and happy. And he said a lot of people, including him, did exactly what you did. And he goes, I think that works. But we have loads of studies that show that the actually slightly more effective way is to do one of two things. And I believe those it is. Um, you try so the most effective thing is that you you read or you remember you, you read something that someone has written to you and right. so someone's expressing gratitude to you of course that's not entirely practical right and so there's a, a, a few things that you can do the first thing is that you can think of a story when someone was helpful to you and yep. if you if you focus hard enough it actually 
feels real. Yep. And the second thing that, that, that I do, me and my wife, is every couple of days, we have a set time that we sit down Got and we it. say, here's what I'm thankful. I'm thankful that, that you did this. And then the second thing that you can do is you can actually think of a story in which two people... my wife just pe- do the opposite. We just say everything we hate about each other every two days. And, uh, and then... That sounds we, good. Then we get, a, get it off our chest. Uh, she yeah. loves... She's really good at the game. I'm getting better. Uh, it's just... It's a good thing. It's called the hateful eight. It's just eight <laughs> minutes of just like hating on each other. Um, and uh, the second thing that you could do is you can think of a story of, of someone being helpful to another person. And they put these guys, I believe, in a MRI and they scanned their brain and they watched a movie or a story about Holocaust survivors being helped and surviving. And it like changed something in their brain right. and it was proven to make them more motivated Bro, and by, happier. By way, why is that the most convincing thing ever? Everything that they're like, they did an fMRI study, they scan people while they watch this, the brain lights up like a Christmas tree. It's like the most like that's the most I'm just going to make that up whenever I want to be more convincing with my thing. I'm like, yeah. People who buy my my power writing course, uh, we've done brain scans. It shows that actually there are there. You know how there's a part of your brain you can't access with this course. You actually access it. The, the scans they speak for themselves. I did a transcendental meditation thing, and uh, <laughs> it's like a, a style of meditation. And they like I went to the seminar, and they're like it's proven with brain yeah. scans to be different than Everybody mindfulness. <laughs> and yes. I was like, really? I mean, like you're both you're you're they're kind of the same thing. You're being quiet and just like. <laughs> like I don't understand how, but anyway, that's what they said. Fair so uh, anyway, go ahead. But, your second okay, thing. Well, one more on that gratefulness thing. There's one other technique that I, I. It's less convenient, but when you do it, it's awesome. It's called flooding. Have you ever heard of this? No. All right, flooding is when you basically you t- create a flood of memories of like, great moments in your life. The easiest way to do it is you open up a photo album, and you flip through it. Or you go through your camera roll. So if like me and my wife, we get together, we'll, we'll have our camera roll open and we'll just be showing each other photos from, you know, three years ago. Remember that trip? Remember that day? Remember this thing we did laughing about it, what happened that day? And just if you just do that for even 10 minutes, you just revisit those photos. I'm not a big photo guy. I actually hate taking photos in the moment. I find it to be just incredibly like off putting. And my wife's like the opposite. She loves taking photos of everything. But I got to admit, this flooding shit is amazing. It works. I literally f- love her more after we do it because I remember all these amazing times I've had with her and I don't have to try. I just like look at the photo and it's there. It's better than better than my imagination. So that's what you're going to have to do today in order to get over your heartache, your money loss. I know. I know. We'll have to figure it out. Um, one more app. Oh, one more app. So the other app is called Othership. Uh, so this is this just came out. I invested in this thing because I'm a believer in it. I struggled with meditation. Meditation was very hard for me. So even though I was friends with the founders of Calm and they gave me a free account or whatever, never really used it. Couldn't couldn't get myself to enjoy doing it. And I'm the type where if I don't enjoy it, it's just very hard for me to stick with anything I don't enjoy. I don't have enough willpower, don't want enough willpower. I don't know what it is, but I'm not great at it. So I wanted the benefits of meditation, but I didn't enjoy doing it. Breath work has become like a revelation to me. It's a form of meditation. It's very similar, but focusing on breath at a guided breathwork session. So I've tried Wim Hof, loved it. Wim Hof has a great app too. It's a free app. And Othership is like a souped up version of Wim Hof. And uh, this guy, Robbie, created it. He's amazing at it. He guides a lot of meditations himself. He built his own like home oasis in his, he was like really early at Ethereum. He like he was the first marketing guy at the Ethereum Foundation when it was like whatever, you know, sixty cents or some shit. So like he's just that, like $6. mega rich. So he got like you know even with barely putting any money in, he got like kind of loaded, and then he sold some of it and was like, okay, I'm gonna turn like half of my, I'm gonna make this huge like ca- kind of cabin out the garage type thing, like a mega garage. He turned it into like this like twenty person sauna plus cold plunge plus like amazing meditation room plus greenhouse and all this other shit. You and, went to it? Uh, no, he's invited me. It's in Canada. I haven't gone yet, but um, it's Dude, amazing. He hosts a lot of people there. He invited us actually, so you're welcome to go anytime. And um, they do like guided whatever like microdosing LSD if you want to do that or whatever. No, you can do you can do any of the, you can do anything in this place. Long story short, he got really into breath work along this journey, and cre- now this is what he does. He's like, I'm gonna, I created this app. I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring breath work to the masses, and I do it every morning, and it's amazing. So that's my uh, other ship is the name of the app. All right, I dig that. 
Hey, let's take a quick break to tell you about our sponsor. It is a podcast that we want you to check out. It's called D2C Pod. It's hosted by Ramon Berrios and Blaine Bolas. It is brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. And this is a podcast about all things direct-to-consumer, D2C. It's e-commerce stores. It's how you optimize your brand. And they're talking with founders, marketers, and the platform creators about all kinds of things that you need to know for D2C. You know, website conversion, paid ads, Facebook ads, consumer trends, email marketing. If you want to know the stories behind your favorite brands, this podcast is for you. They did an episode recently about scaling creator growth and influencer incentives. I thought it's pretty cool. So check it out. Listen to D2C Pod wherever you get your podcasts. All right. I'll, I'll tell you one. All right. So there's this subreddit that I go to and I love it. It's called uh, Fat Fire. And the idea is people who want to retire relatively young with a lot of money so they can live a fat life without working. Um, and there's this guy. And so basically, if you post on there a lot, the mods, the community leaders of the subreddit will verify your net worth to make sure you're not full of shit. By the way, did you have a goal like this? Like, I want to retire by X age or I want to be like yeah, this wealthy you, by this age? What, what was your like? How did you phrase your goal? Uh, I, I wanted to have $20 million by age 30. Gotcha. All right. That's what I wanted. That was my goal. I created that goal when I was in my uh, when I was like 19 or 20 years old. I mean, I can't confirm or deny, but, you know, mission accomplished is what I would say. I, I sold my company. <laughs> I, I achieved it at 31. I sold my company at 31. Right. Um, and so my that was my goal because I asked a, a rich person who I knew. I asked him, how much money do you spend a month? And they told me $60,000 a month. And at the time, I was like, I don't know. Like, I can't imagine there's a Correct. world. That where sounds I would, absurd. Well, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, that just sounds crazy. But whatever. Like, I asked like eight people and this person had the highest number. And I was like, okay, I'll just do that because I'll be conservative. And then if you withdraw only 3% of your 20 million, that gives you like $600,000 uh, a year to spend there. That, that's that number. That's so I just fire philosophy and fire stands for financially independent, retire early. So that's yes. The, so you can, you can, you can spend uh, a percentage of your portfolio, of your liquid portfolio. And right. basically want, it continues to grow. Have enough money that the, Earnings, the, the 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 sort of compounding earnings on the money being invested in something safe like the stock market, S and P five hundred type of thing, can um, can cover your burn rate. So there's two things that matter: what is the what is the amount that I have invested, and then what is my life burn rate. That's why a lot of people who like fire they go move to like you know, bumfuck, you know, middle of nowhere. And they are like, oh yeah, I got rid of my car and it's great. Now I can, you know, I got rid of everything I own and me and my wife, we only eat apple cores and now we are retired. It's like, but fat fire is different. Fat fire is like, no, nah, I kind of want to ball out. I'm not trying yeah. to like skimp on my lifestyle. So, okay, what do I need to achieve and what do I need to optimize while still not giving up like what I find to be enjoyable in terms of lifestyle? Yeah, so that's how I made up that number, and I don't even—I spend fifteen thousand dollars a month, so I don't spend right. even close to that. By the way, but I, I saw this thing yesterday, which is somebody was saying they posted like my company. Here's what my company's revenues were for the. I think his name is Chris Cantino. Uh, it was like oh, what, company's yeah. revenues for the first seven years, and it was like you know zero thousand. 20,000, 50,000, 150,000, 350,000, 7 million, 21 million or something like that, right? I, I'm making it up, but it's some slow build and then suddenly things really take off. And I think they sold their company. It was a soap company, I think, uh, for $100 million. I think I have that right. Is that correct? You know this guy? No, I know who you're talking about, though. He's, he tweets great stuff. You said his name right. Yeah. So, okay. So so he tweeted that and I started got me thinking. I was like, it's, it's true. A lot of success, I would say the common... You know, when success comes through the front door, this is how it arrives slowly and then suddenly. When and, it rains, it pours for and sure. And when it rains, it pours. And I started thinking, okay, is that true in my life? And I started writing down, I wrote down how much money I made from the age 20 to the age 31, because I also got wealthy basically at 31. And, um, and it was like, you know, $0,000, then negative $30,000 with that first startup. Then I, I got a job and the job paid me $120,000. I thought I was doing great. That was 120, 120, 120. And then went to 160 and then it like stayed there for a bit. And then I totaled it and I said, wow, at age 31, I made more than the previous 11 years before that combined. And I was like, you know, and I, this is my advice to young people always is, if you're going to take a non-traditional path like entrepreneurship or betting on yourself rather than a corporate career track, corporate career track, you should be increasing, you know, every two years by a certain fixed percent and you're great. That's your lifestyle. If you take the non-traditional path, you go try to be a content creator, entrepreneur or something else. Um, 
it's going to be this slowly then suddenly path. And don't if you're 22, don't count your earnings at 22 or 23 or 24. You're going to check the scoreboard at age 30 was my my motto. My advice or, to people. or or regardless of 30 or not, after like eight or nine years, you give it give it a decade. And you what yeah. you need to is total it up in 10 years. How did I do versus counting every year? Because you're going to lose, 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 win big. And um, that's off. That's often the path. So I was curious for you, if you did that, is your path similar or if you charted yes. it out for 20s to 30s? I don't know if you want to share the exact or whatever. But yeah, like, I can share some. I mean, when I sold, I had saved a like seven figures. Of course, that includes my wife and I. And she also uh, worked at Airbnb. And so Airbnb went public and she had worked there for a long time. Airbnb went public in December. I sold my company in February. So it was like uh, December 1st and then like February 1st was like that. Those two or three months was like massive. Right. And so but so prior to that, ignore that, that. It, it take her out because we don't want to put her business out there. So let's just talk about you. Um, you I, in your yeah. early 20s, what were you making? So um, from age 22 to probably 26 and 27, I paid myself something like two grand a month. So in the brain, so the first year of business, I probably paid myself $20,000 for the first year. And then I paid myself $40,000 for the next two years. And then um, $70,000. And then the so, last year... So that was 24K a year and then 40K a year. And then you said 70K roughly. It, no, it was like 20, 40, 40, 70. Yeah. So that's four years in. And then the year we sold, I'd paid myself close to $300,000. Right. Um, and I had a few other investments, like some angel investments and um, like some weird things that kind of paid off. But basically, like for the longest time, I mean, I was living... I The way I rigged it was in San Francisco, my rent was only $400 because I rented out this big place and I only had 25 grand in my name and I spent all of it to rent out and furnish this place. And then I rented it out to people who basically subsidized it for me. So I was living like Amazing. a poor person. And um, so well, I was able to save a little bit of money. Living like a, like a wealthy person, really. You were living in a place and it was only costing you $400 a month, which is great example, by the way, because there's a lot of people that will be like, oh, I want to move to San Francisco, but I can't afford it. All you're saying to me is I lack creativity and resourcefulness because what you did is available to everybody. Go find a place that's at market or slightly below market price. And what you did, I think, is you cut a deal with the landlord. You were like, I'll never call you for anything. Yeah, I told Toilet them. breaks, I'll fix it. You, I think you lived there for like a decade or some shit and you never called uh, the like guy. Se like seven years. You yeah, never seven spoke years. to the person. Yeah, I never saw him. I, had, <laughs> I not once had I ever seen him. At if he showed the, up at the house, you wouldn't know who the heck it is. I, would not, I don't even remember what he looks like. I couldn't even tell you what he looks like. I think his name was Chris. <laughs> and so you cut this deal and you were like, look, I'm. you basically became the landlord. Well, I showed I showed up and I was 22 and it was a $4,000 or five. I forget how much was it? $4,500 a month for a four bedroom house. And he goes, is it just you? I go, look, it's just me right now, but I'm going to get like some friends to move in. Um, I'll like sign a lease, a sublease with them and I and I can have you approve it. Right. But basically, like I'm going to pay you on time all the time. And my the preferred relationship you and I have is I never see you again. And are you OK <laughs> with that? And he goes, yeah. He goes, don't don't be late. And I go, OK, deal. And we are never late. I never. One right. time I, I I'm an idiot. One time I shot a BB gun in the toilet and it broke the toilet. And so we just went to Home Depot and like bought a toilet and just replaced it. You know what I mean? So we Bro, would do if, stuff like that all the time. If somebody said, hey, which of your friends shot a BB gun into the toilet? I feel like I'm like, oh, you know, Sam, Sam's great. He's a great guy. <laughs> I bought we bought like an airsoft gun or something. We're like, let's see how strong this is. And we, we didn't want to shoot it in the house because it went through the couch. Uh, anyway, anyway, it yeah. And so at this point, yeah, so it, it was a slow build. It took like five, six, seven years. But then what's crazy is I'm 32 now. I started hustling at age 20, probably 20, like making like real money on my own, like livable money. And at this point, at age 32, I'll make more this year from a couple like side investments, like a real estate deal that I did. I'll make more this year than collectively all of my salaries combined while working at the hustle. Exactly. And that's that's the exact same same case for me. And I think that's actually really common. And I think the reason I bring that up is because it's interesting to me. B, I think that's really comforting to people because when you're in it and you're not making any money and it looks like other people are all making hella money. It feels it could feel very bad and you can question if you're on the right path or not. And this doesn't mean you're definitely on the right path, but it means when this path of entrepreneurship works, that's commonly what it looks like. So don't be surprised. Um, all right. So let's get back to 
you which know, by the way um when i was getting going i was always so envious of other people like my friends i'm like fuck you got a job at google you make 150 grand a year and you have all these benefits i haven't been to the doctor forever this is awesome <laughs> i'm so jealous so yeah, you'd come I, to you'd come to my office and you'd be like dude this is your office and i'd be like yeah yeah and then you'd be eating something you'd be like this, is this cheese just always available? This, whose cheese is this? They just bring you this would, cheese. I felt like I would bring you'd like, out. you'd be like, look, this cheese is from Whole Foods. This is expensive cheese. I'm like, bro, stop talking about the cheese right now. <laughs> but, but it was like, I remember you were noticing all those things in a funny well, way. Well, I was like, you guys have an espresso machine? <laughs> yeah. He's got a woman's bathroom? What, what the hell is an espresso machine? <laughs> yeah, I remember I was like freaking out that you had an espresso, uh, espresso machine. I was like, what the hell is this? And I, I remember like I used to take food to go. Um, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, yeah, it, it accumulated quickly. And I think it, for most people, it's, I mean, it like, I think that it's basically, it's like you're poor, you're poor, you're poor. And then it's like, suddenly it's like, Oh, holy crap. I'm not anymore. And right. you know, you, you have that moment and there's this subreddit called fat fire and they talk a lot about that. And there's this guy who has a series of threads called confessions of a hecto millionaire. And he's doing like eight parts and I linked to it in there. I see and, part five here. Yeah. And the mods have basically, um, approved it. So basically the mods have like this guy DM'd him, DM'd his uh, accountants or account information or something. So they like verified that he's uh, as wealthy as he is. But basically in the beginning uh, thread, he says, um, you know, I'm worth north of $100 million. I got wealthy originally because I was an employee at a tech company that made me $30 million. And that was like 15 years ago. And then I invested in this. And then I did this. And then I did this. And I'm going to answer a lot of the questions that I think a lot of people ask here. And the mods have approved that I am who I am. And I'm going to tell you all about work and purpose, my time and routine, why I keep a low profile, how relationships are, are complicated, what I spend on a monthly basis, um, what my investment in portfolio management is. And it's incredibly fascinating. I love this stuff where you get behind the scenes of people who you normally never have access to. And so it's a great series. It's a great thread. Uh, it's awesome. Awesome. I love it. Great find. Um, okay, let's do some more. So uh, what do I want to do? Okay, let me do... Um, uh, you, want me do, do you want me to do a quick one while you're thinking? Yeah, do, do a quick one. Okay, and I can keep right on. So you just let me know. So, all right, this is a little black hat here, but I'm going to tell you. So there's this company called, I think it's made by the same company. It's called Web Archive. It's the greatest thing ever. I love Web Archive. And they have got this side project called Archive Today. So archive.today. Have you ever seen this? Yes, I have seen this. It is awesome. So if you ever want to read, so there's a bunch of products out there on how to read articles that are paywalled or behind some type of like thing that you can't see them. Um, so there's um, outline.com, which is kind of cool. There's this other one that's called um, 12 foot and, and yeah. it's called 12 foot ladder. And so it basically says, show go, me a 10 go over listen, the paywall. <laughs> yeah. So listen to the tagline. Show me a 10 foot paywall. I'll show you a 12 foot ladder. <laughs> Brilliant, right? Genius. Brilliant. And it, it doesn't work all it the time. Work but it doesn't work very well. That's the problem with 12 foot. Yes. Neither but outline. Yeah. Archive today works. I've never used it and it not work. And so if you ever want to read something and you don't feel like paying the paywall, like you just want to read like a article and not all like pay for it. Archive today is the greatest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. Uh, and the Internet Archive is just like a treasure, right? Like it's a nonprofit thing. It's a great way to go look up what did the original version of the Airbnb website look like? You can go to the Wayback Machine, which is something they've created, and you can type in Airbnb.com. You can go back and you can see, oh, wow, it used to be called Airbed and Breakfast. And it was like catered toward conferences because that's how they initially got their start and blah, blah, blah. So, you know, the Internet Archive, which is the, the nonprofit behind it is amazing they actually bought our friend's company they bought xavier's uh book company as well because they're gonna like scan all the books and make them available for people and things like that so they just it's, it's amazing really you know they're based in inner sunset right where my office was that's right that's right um okay let's do some more uh okay so i basically made a pretty big and i think at the at the risk of us sounding like kind of like overly obsessed with fitness which is like ironic because at least 
at least you're ripped. So I think you could get away with being obsessive fitness. I'm not ripped yet, so it's like a little bit. It's a little bit weird when I talk too much about yeah, it. But I you're made pretty, a big investment in this because and your and your improvement has been massive. I basically when I was how much did company, you weigh when we first started filming? Do you know? I have no idea, but I basically gained like forty or fifty pounds over the course of like my last startup, <laughs> and like never lost it. So do like, you think you weighed? I used like to be two, like two fifty. Not 250. I think the most I ever weighed was 225. And I don't even weigh much less than that now. But it's a different weight, though. It's, it's yeah, it's like muscle versus fat. It's like converting, right? So, um, so yeah, I basically, you know, ballooned up. I can't, you know, I used to be whatever, 175 or whatever. And then all of a sudden I'm 225 and felt really bad. And, you know, it's, just, it's not healthy. It doesn't look good, all this stuff. I would, when I would see a photo of myself, I'd think that's a bad photo of myself. And after three years, I'm like, Hey, how come all the photos are just bad photos of me? Oh, wait, maybe I'm like actually just like massively out of shape here. So I invested in basically three or four things now that have paid off. And I'll tell you one that I don't think paid off. So, um, so I think fitness takes a couple things, uh, at least for me, and that's, uh, time. So I was like, okay, what are some things that I, if, if going to the gym is taking too much time, what's a way that I can hack that? So first of all, I built a home gym, so there's no going anywhere. But even me, you could put a, a Peloton right next to me. That doesn't mean I'm going to ride it. You could put my foot in the straps. It doesn't mean I'm going to push. Like uh, there was many reasons for many years that I didn't exercise regularly. And so one was just bringing the gym home. Then I got a trainer because I said, well, if some dude shows up, I'm not just going to ignore him. Like I'm clearly going to like do the workout. And I think that's the biggest thing that made a difference. I, like I, I have a friend who is, um, who, who is a wealthy guy and he was like, hey, can you tell me what to do? And I'm like, no, man, get a coach for like 250 yeah. bucks a month and they'll, and they'll tell you what to do and you don't think. You just do what they say. And he was like, that's really expensive. I'm like, dog, you live in a $4 million house. Like, <laughs> why do you, like, your your body's your house and you're not going to spend $300 or something to fix it? Yeah, that's wild. Um, my, my dad does that. My dad's like, oh, you spend on this personal trainer five days a week? Like, that's crazy. Uh, I have this trainer I found in India. He just does it on Zoom and he's only $4 an hour. I was like, $4 an hour? He's like, yeah, he wanted six, but I got him down to four. And he was so proud. And I was like, oh, that's, I mean, that's amazing. Okay, God, is it good? That's such an Indian thing to he's do. He's like, yeah, he's really good. He's really fit. No, no, I was like, no, is it good for you? He's like, oh, well, I, you know, I don't really do it. Like, you know, it's, he's like, it's only four bucks. So I don't even mind if I skip it. I was like, exactly. Like, you literally don't do it. It's not working for you. You're not exercising regularly. You're not getting in better shape. So how, is it really that good? Uh, so anyways, I invested in a bunch of stuff and I took an approach, which was like, I wanted to leave myself no outs. So I took a like burn the boat strategy. So first I talked about it publicly and I talked about it publicly because if I talk about it publicly, I'm going to be humiliated if, uh, you know, I'd feel embarrassed if I talk about this and I don't do it. I don't back it up. Same. I, 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 think that I, I vouch for that. It's I made it super good... convenient. So I did home gym and I brought, I had a trainer come to my house. I paid the extra to, to make sure that that happened. Um, okay. So now I'm doing the workouts. Okay, cool. Now, how do I do it where I actually enjoy it? Well, I invested in making the space nice. So like I went to your gym and I was like, wow, this feels great. I need to get a floor like this. And I bought these rubber tiles and I did all this stuff to make the gym feel better. And I like got like the sound system. And I did a bunch of things to make the environment one where I would not dread going there. I would enjoy, I would want to go there and uh, a bunch of things like that. So those were all great investments. I felt like great finds for me was like these little rubber tiles and it took time and energy to research these. And I didn't outsource this. I was like, no, I need to find the best one because I want this to feel a certain way. And I, I crafted that kind of vision for myself. Same thing. I just got a sauna, set it up yesterday, did the first sauna session in it. And I'm like, this is amazing. Um, it's sick, know, right? Already, already, this is one of my great purchases of the year. And I just have had it for one day. Um, I got this clear light sauna, infrared sauna. Um, and I know that some people are like, don't do infrared. And some people are like, buy this other brand instead or whatever. No, clear light's good. Clear light's a great brand. Um, you know, but some people are like, you should do the dry sauna, not the infrared. From what I could tell, um, it's totally fine. And it's, uh, importantly, it fit into my life. Whereas the other one would have required like a whole bunch of like waiting for like a bigger space and electrical and all those changes to be made in order to work. As long as, as it can get hot enough, it's good. Yeah, exactly. So those have been for me, the best fine. Now here's the worst, the worst buys, the worst things I did. I, Anything that I attach to my wrist has just failed. So um, I bought an Apple Watch, um, lost it. 
Same. Or got stolen slash lost. I don't know what happened. It was at the office and uh, it was gone. Um, second one, uh, bought a Fitbit, lost it. Whoop band, have it. Battery's dead. Don't charge it regularly enough for it to be useful. Um, so everything I've tried that's like a fitness tracker that is like a wearable device, it doesn't work for me because I'm too disorganized and lose shit and don't keep things charged and ready for the morning and then charge it for sleep. I had an Ura ring. I lost that too. Uh, I have I have failed on like five wearables this year. So I got to like count myself do, out on that. Do you wear a wedding ring? Lost my wedding ring as well. So that's, Same. you know, for bonus points. Uh, Dude, I, that's why I wear these like uh, $20 rubber ones. Yeah. Mine was only a $60 wedding ring anyways. So I didn't feel, I mean, the sentimental loss. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I kind of knew that, hey, I don't know if I'm a ring guy. I never wore a ring in my life. Yeah. And sure enough, just taking it on and off ended up. I lost mine the first week. (laughs) Yeah, I lost mine on my honeymoon. (laughs) 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 The world's best husband. All right. (laughs) Okay, let me give you a a different one. Have here we go. Let's shift to media. Uh, Great podcast, articles, YouTube channels, whatever that we really like. I have a whole category called canceled comedians, <laughs> which is like I, there's a whole bunch of people that I love their content. They're canceled by, you know, society, but I love they're still they're just as funny as they were before everybody found out that they like, you know, like to have sex with 18 year old girls or whatever. Like um, so there's this guy, Chris D'Elia, who got canceled, I don't know, a year ago. I found him really funny before. I find him really funny now. And he also has these little like almost like inspirational moments in between the comedy that I love. There's this video he has called Life Rips. Have you heard this video? No, but I love him. All he's saying is like, uh, you know, this shit was happening in my day or whatever. And he's like, he has this phrase, life rips, which is like he's saying like life is awesome. And he's like, just remember, he's like life rips. And then he 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 tells the story. It's just inter- he's a great storyteller, amazing storyteller. He tells a story about life rips. It's a feel good moment. It's a reminder that actually, yeah, you're right. Instead of focusing on my problems all day, let me just focus on the fact that life actually really freaking rips. And um, and then he br- he brings that in. He brings that as a callback into a bunch of other ep- podcasts that he does where he'll tell a little story. He's like, you know, this is a life rips moment. And um, just that philosophy has like made me really happy. He does this thing also where some he'll be recording the episode and you, you'll relate to this. He's he's kind of like um, I think a lot of great entrepreneurs and artists are this way where they're like sort of like perfectionists in a way like they want things to go well. They want well, well made stuff. And so let's say there's a technical problem where he's like um, he's like, let's pull up that clip. And then like the computer crashes or like somebody walks by and unplugs his microphone like midway through or whatever, like kicks out the power cord to the lamp. And instead of in that moment getting mad, he just has he just replaced it with this thing where he just goes, yes, the cord ripped out of the wall. He'll just be like something. He'll be like, yes, we can't find the file. Or he'll be like, yes, dude. Yes, we absolutely can't show the thing I'm talking about. Yes, nobody has any idea what I'm trying to say. And he just like instead of being like, oh, no, this sucks, which is like such a pattern that we can fall into. He just does this little yes thing. And I kind of stole it in my daily life. My wife hates it. She thinks it's like very annoying that I do this. Like she doesn't understand what I'm doing. She doesn't know the reference. No, she will. But it re- oh, she doesn't listen to the podcast either. So she, she still probably won't. But it's such a hack, dude. It's such a hack to just instead of just letting this little inconvenience, this little thing that went wrong, F up your mood, just like rewire the response to something that's almost it's like sarcastic but it actually becomes real by the time you do it Jocko who's this guy who goes on Joe Rogan he does the same thing he's just like this crazy I don't know maybe seal type dude super hardcore and his whole thing is around like you know pain is good and so like he'll be like um you know oh you got shin splits good like this run I love that it it gets me fired up he'll be like you know oh you know your uber ride didn't show up good time to have a hike it's like you know he replaces of uh that sucks with yeah I, it, good time to time to get tough or good you know good gotta go earn more money lost all mine like you know whatever it's like almost com- comedic how like how extreme he is in it but not gonna lie this shit actually works and so that's my that's my content recommendation do, do, do you have um i've got a, a, all right i've got a bunch but do you have a car any type of cardio machine at your house treadmill yeah 
Um, and a rower. All right. Yeah. You do have a rower? I have like a light. Uh, you have like a rower that makes you feel like you're on the Swiss Canal or whatever. I have like a rinky dink, you know, $120 Costco rower. All right. I don't think you're going to want to do this then, but I was going to say tomorrow. So I'll I've been it. doing, I'll do it on my shitty rower. I, I've been doing these things where like I'm like, all right, everyone, this Sunday, 60 minute row. Post your results. Such a such a fitness influencer move, motivating and others. So, do you, well, do do you have a bike? You don't have a bike. Do you have a bike? I have a bicycle, not like a not a spin bike. I have like a. It might bicycle. be easier if you do in the bike. So I'm gonna get up early tomorrow, like seven thirty or maybe seven, and I'll get this thing done, and you just post your results and be like, I just and so I tweeted out. I go tomorrow is a ninety minute day. We gotta because and people are like, isn't that boring? And I'm like, yes, that is the point. We should go through pain tomorrow before we get thankful. Right. So if you want to do it with me, uh, do a 90 minute, any type of 90 minute steady cardio. 90 um, minutes. Good. I don't think you, no one there I, to watch you, my kids. Yeah, <laughs> well, I don't think you could. Me. 90 minute I, bike ride with Sam. <laughs> I, well, that's why you got to get up really early to do it. You got to like go through hard, uh, some hardship. I don't think you're going to be able to run for 90 minutes, but even like a brisk walk, honestly, for 90 could work. But just like as long as your heart rate's like 140 ish. Um, yeah. All right, let me okay. na- let me let me let me tell you uh, five or four. I'm gonna go fast on some bits of media. The first, this happened earlier this year. There's this amazing video of Rose Namajunas, this uh, awesome UFC fighter. But sh- the reason she's interesting is she's like really quiet and introspective and seems like a sweetheart, not like a fighter. And there's this amazing video of her about to fight this badass woman from China who just looks like the Terminator, and she's repeating to herself, "I'm the best." I'm the best. I'm the best. And when I first saw that, I teared up. It's the greatest. It it pumps me up. It's amazing. The second thing, primitive technology. By the way, can can I just give a a recommendation there? For people who don't follow the UFC, they're going to watch this. They're going to be like, whatever. uh, You know, even if they went and watched it, it wouldn't have the same emotional resonance. It resonated for you because you know how much of a Terminator that other girl is. You know Rose's backstory and as she struggles with anxiety. She's not a bravado type of person. So for her to say, I'm the best, it's not bravado and trash talk it's literally self-talk so she you know can perform believes and be it. her best and, and not let anxiety get the best of her so you know the backstory but i think everybody should have these go-to's these this stash of like inspiring moments that you were there for that you know the context you know the backstory and then you could just put them it's like that flooding thing i was talking about earlier you can just go back to it and you can instantly get that feeling um and you should just which, have a which, well of these which i like I, I think that people should know that, I mean, like successful people, I don't know if people consider me successful or not, but I know that like way more successful people than I do this, but I rely on like, like I'll like read a book about someone who I admire and I'm like, how would this person react to this situation? Totally. Like I, I do that all the time or I'm like, sometimes I'll even do it with like UFC fighters. I'm like, this guy just got punched in the face and he got up like I can do it. Right. Um, so I like that Rose Namajunas thing. The second thing is primitive technology. Have you heard of primitive technology? No. What's that? Click the link. It's in there. So this guy has 10 million subscribers on YouTube in his videos of which there are, how many are there? Maybe Uh, 50. You've talked about this guy. He's like a caveman. (laughs) Yes. So there's, there's maybe only 20 videos and his very first video has 31 million views. It was six years ago. And it's him not talking, not saying a word. He's in the woods and he's building a hut. And eventually it works out to build like a proper house. And he does it without saying a word. And he does it with only using things that he finds in the woods. No power tools, no nothing. He builds a kiln. He builds a tiled roof hut. Okay, so I'm, I'm on that video. It starts as he's just pan. The camera is just panning at this, just this spot on the ground in the middle of the forest. It's clear like there's nothing here. I'm going to build a little hut here. Now <laughs> click, just, now cl- click to the end. Oh click to the end. He's Dude, at he the has end. like a clay hut. What with a this? fireplace in there. With a fireplace and a chimney. Yes. And the whole video, he doesn't say a single word. It's All you do bare, is. He's literally his bare hands. Yes. Just building it. And then he'll like make like a hammer out of like uh, some. He'll make rope and then he'll make a hammer out of rope and a stick or a, and a rock and a stick. Do you know this guy's backstory? Like this guy looks he, just like everybody I went to Duke with. Like who is this guy and why does he so do this? It's in Australia, I believe, and he owns this land. And so if you go to his about page, he just it just says, "Where is this?" and he goes, "Queensland, Australia." Do you live in the wild? I don't live in the wild, but I love going out into the land to I do these in projects. Queensland. Yeah. 
And so he doesn't talk much. He doesn't do anything. His channel has gotten 1 billion views. And all he's doing is building like, Dude, while like there's talking, another one. I'm watching him make fire just with this. He's just rubbing his hands together like this with a stick in between. And he just made a fire while you were talking. <laughs> it's so relaxing. It's so awesome. I love it. So do you okay, I love be it. honest? Do you actually want because I see this? I'm like, this is so cool. And I'll like click through one and then I'll be like, oh, this is just something I'm going to go tell other people about. I don't I would yes. never actually sit here and watch this for 30 minutes. I've watched all of them. Because, <laughs> do you have Apple? Do you have Apple TV? Uh, no, I don't. But you I have Apple TV. TV so, so my version of TV is YouTube. So first thing when I sit down on the couch, I go straight to YouTube and I'll just watch like a 30. This 30. It's like this is like that TV show. How stuff's built. Do you remember that? that? Yeah, but you do it in the background or you actually just watch. Pay attention to him. Yeah, maybe I'll like be talking to Sarah or cooking. Yeah, I'm like, oh my God, wait, watch this. Look what he's doing. Yeah, I, maybe it's in the background. I mean, do you? I don't actually sit down really and watch TV unless it's a movie. Um, or the challenge. Or right, the challenge. So, <laughs> okay, so, so this is amazing. Okay, primitive technology. I love All it. right, let me keep going. Let me keep going. Um, I'm going to roll. Okay, the, the third one, how to be great, just be good repeatedly. This is an article by Steph Smith, who works for me. There's two reasons why I love this article. The first, that is one of the best headlines I've ever read. Yes, it is a wonderful headline. And she writes this article about how great things rarely uh, are you like trying to be great. It's more so just like being kind of good, but doing it consistently. And in my life, I have found that with this podcast, with a bunch of other stuff, like I'm like, I don't want to do this today. It's like, all right, fine. I'm going to do it anyway, even though I know today I'm not going to do a good job of it. I'm just going to get it done. And she does a really good job of articulating why that works. So I love that article. Um, all right, I'm going to keep going. Um, the The next one, there's this guy who's got a YouTube channel called More Plates, More Dates. <laughs> yeah, I watched this guy. He is amazing. He looks at pro athletes and actors and he and he's a I guess he's a I think he's a doctor. I don't know what his background is. He sounds like he knows what he's talking about. And he tells you what steroids he thinks different people are on. <laughs> I watch and these and every time I do, I regret so much. I'm like, what a waste of my life I just did. Um, but I, he comes up in my feed and I'm like, oh, I know that person. Yeah. Are they on steroids? And then like 30 minutes later, I'm like, I cannot believe I've let this be in my brain for the last 30 minutes. What a waste of my brain. It's interesting, though, because he'll explain like the science behind it. He's like, you he's like, a lot of people think that this athlete is doing EPO. You wouldn't do EPO because the way that your body works is this, this, this and this. And he like it. So it's kind of interesting. He goes, but you would do HGH because the way HGH works is it's proven to do. So it's like a science. It's interesting. Bro, All right. And then the gossip. But yeah, there's a little bit of science. Uh, it's, it's gossip <laughs> from a person who I believe is reputable, uh, not in having firsthand knowledge of the people, but firsthand right. knowledge doping and the final thing i found this book it has two reviews on amazon um (laughs) only two reviews on amazon it's amazing and so apparently they in the four or in the foreword they say that's one of the most popular books in russia but i i didn't know that and they translated it into english so these two journalists from the ussr in 1933 made a deal with the u.s government that they would let them come in and spend three months doing a road trip and so they saved up a little bit of money. They came here and they bought a camper van and they spent three months traveling America, talking to people with nothing to do, really just all they just wanted to learn about of America. And from an outside perspective, they show what makes America special. And it's incredibly fascinating because we take a lot of things for granted and they criticize America. And this is in the 1930s. So this is this point is particularly particularly true. They criticize like our race relations and things like that. This is like this is crazy how people treat each other. But there is a lot of good, including they say there's something about Americans that I've never seen ever before, which is they always think that they are going to overcome any adversity and they always are optimistic about like some situation. And also Oddly, they're friends with their bosses. So like they work together to achieve things and they don't like like their friend. Like you could be friends with your boss and you cannot hate them or want to rob from them. Right. And people are and, and, and it's a wonderful book. It's written in the 30s. It's awesome. So that's my book. Oh, it's called uh, Little Golden America. Nice. Uh, that's great. You read, you read the whole thing? I Yeah, I'm finishing it up now. And I actually posted a link on my Twitter where it's free, like a PDF. Uh, okay, cool. I like that. Um, okay. I have a couple quick ones. So a Chrome extension that I'm liking a lot, it's called everyday. 
and it's basically a habit tracker. So, um, so if you go to the website, I think it's called everyday, let me just find the everyday.app, I think is the thing. Um, look it up. and basically you just say what you want to do. So you're like, Oh, I want to like, for me, for example, I have morning routine. I have clean lunch, clean dinner. Um, I have workout, I have my, uh, gr uh, gratitude thing. And then oh, I have, cool. uh, that's it. And so, and then basically what it does is it just lets you create a streak. So you just say, yes, I did it this day. I, uh, I'm, I intentionally skipped it. I'm allowed to skip it or I missed. And then it just keeps track of your streaks and it creates this awesome green grid of like, as you do your habits, you get this really satisfying completion of like your grid being green. It just shows I'm doing the things I said I wanted to do, which for me is, and most people, is all of the challenge. All of the challenge is not, oh, I just don't know what to do. It's, I'm not doing the shit I know I should do. And um, so this is just, you know, a great tool. And I, get, I think it's great because it's a Chrome extension, so it's in your face. You don't have to remember to check it. It's every time you open a new tab in your browser, it's going to remind you, oh, yeah, I, could I knock that out right now? You know, yeah, I could actually just do that right now and I could, I could get it done. Um, so it's a, I actually have my own Chrome extension and I've replaced it with this one. That's how good it is. So, um, you know, this is one of my, one of my I'm favorites. downloading it now. Okay. Let me give you a couple other things that I think are, are really cool. You showed me this camo. It's an app for your iPhone. Now we spent a lot of money and time. You may not be able to tell right now because we're both not in our main studio or I'm not in my main studio. You're, you're in a different spot. I look good. I know I you, don't you're traveling. Good. No, I'm not uh, traveling. Look, oh, no, look sorry. at me. I, You've been traveling. So we've, yeah. you know, on, on different videos, we have different level of quality or whatever. But we did the, you know, we both tried on our own and then we hired people to like, hey, uh, how do people get that fancy ass blur and like super HD video? It was like, so hard. And they're like, oh, you got to buy this uh, Canon, uh, which one? 50D, 40D, 60D, 70D? Which, which D do I buy? Okay, I'll get this one. Oh, then I need like some kind of um, cord or like a capture card. How am I going to do that? It's, it's so much Tripod, a pain in the butt. Super, pain in the butt. Batteries. Oh, but the battery's going to die during the episode. So you have to actually get a, a double battery or a dummy battery. Pain in the ass. So, and it's thousands of dollars. The camera itself was like $1,500, something like that. So it's really expensive. And you were like, oh, dude, I'm just using this iPhone app called Camo. That just, <laughs> you just download the app and then. Uh, it just uses the native iPhone like portrait mode to make your camera look good. And you were like, look, I'm just using my phone. I look just as good as you. And I was like, yeah, I'm using the $2,000 thing and it's really hard to set up. You know, Dude, yeah, it's sick. It's phone. only 30 bucks. And look, I'm traveling and I just bring this with me because it's my phone. And I was like, oh my I, God, it's, I think it's 40 or 50 bucks. I, I don't know. If it's, is it 30? Maybe it's 30. I don't remember. I actually think matter. in the new iOS, it's just, this is just baked in actually. I think they, I don't think you even need this anymore. Um, but for now, and if you, if I don't, if I'm wrong about that iOS, update, you mean it's coming out soon? Like in the new iOS, just, it's going to be part of the native camera. So you don't need an app to do this, I think. You um, mean, but one coming out soon or one out now? I don't know. It's now, soon, something. Um, <laughs> something like that. So, but in the meantime, this app camo is kind of amazing. Uh, great business by whoever's doing this and amazing timing because the whole world went remote and everybody wants to look good. So, uh, that's definitely one of the best products. The analogy we made or someone made is having camo. It's like in the 70s and 80s and 90s when it mattered that you wore a suit. Having oh, yeah. a camo is like showing up in a meeting in a nice suit. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so so I think that's a great uh, product. Okay. I'm going to give you a YouTube channel. So you did more plates, more dates. Um, the binge I've been on is <laughs> it's just like kind of embarrassing almost. It's these old school direct sales seminars so i'm like okay how do i um i don't know why i like this because i'm not even doing anything that has direct sales <laughs> like it's not, not a product i sell that's direct sales i'm not a salesman never been one uh but i'm just like fascinated with the art of persuasion and sales which ones and so um so there's a couple that are really good last night like for example i fell asleep last night while listening to it if you just search tony robbins sales rare and it's like uh there's two there's one where he explains how he sold how he got his career started he doesn't talk about this much he got his career started selling audio cassettes like music music tapes to people um you know to to people and he would do these like you know he'd go and he's like yeah like the way we would do it is a woman would reach out to the potential customer and they would say we'd love to have uh, we'd love to give you a free gift and um, we'd love to tell you a little bit about our company. 
And they'd be like, free gift? He'd say, yeah, it's a free gift. It's usually worth about $100. Um, and we'd love to give it to you. And, you know, if, you'll, if you'd meet with our, our person. And then Tony was that person. And he would be like, he would walk oh through the step-by-step thing. And he'd be like, I would say this. And why am I saying that? I'm saying that because blah, blah, blah. Here's the thing about how people buy. He's like, and he's got his whole philosophy. And he even says in this thing, he's like, you know, would I do this now? No, because I feel like it's a little too pushy. And, but I'm always the type where I want to know what's the real potent shit that works. I want to know the borderline illegal version of selling and persuasion. And then it's up to me to decide, am I going to keep the knob on level 12 or do I want to turn it down to nine? But I don't yeah, want to, I don't want to be a level six because I was too afraid to ever find out what is, what does maximum persuasion look like? You know, what is, what's the channel called? Uh, I, I just look at the individual videos. There's not any channel. So like who's, I'll look who's up the- Gary Halpert rare or Gary Halpert 1980s or Gary Halpert original seminar, Tony Robbins young, Tony Robbins rare, Tony Robbins original seminar, Tony Robbins direct sales, Tony Robbins infomercial. And I'll go either. I'll just find their material and I'll deconstruct it myself. Like what's working. Like we had Craig Clemens on and Craig Clemens comes on the podcast and he's a friend of ours and he's, uh, doesn't, he, he's a great person on the pod, but he doesn't go first. He doesn't talk a lot about his company. So he's got golden hippo. They've sold like over, you know, I think he sold over a billion billion dollars worth of product in his lifetime. Uh, and Golden Hippo will do you know over hundred million dollars in sales. But it's like, hey, what Golden Hippo is a holding company? What are the companies underneath? And he doesn't really like go list out the thirteen companies or whatever, however many there are underneath it. Um, and nobody really pushes him for that. And he's kind of like at the made it stage now. But his he got his start early on doing sales for a guy who's like a dating coach, and it was like I bought that double when I was your a kid. dating and like how to how to. Basically, it's all different titles that all mean how to get laid. And if it was a wife, it's like how to get the man of your dreams, how to get a husband, how to whatever. And he ta- and so I find these old interviews or old seminars he did with that guy Eben Pagan, and I'll go watch those and I'll see oh interesting he's talking about this headline he wrote and why this headline is amazing and why he thinks it worked and this other one and why it totally didn't work and what he learned from that. And I just find these to be like, it's like puppy chow to me. It's just, I, I can't stop consuming it, even though I really have no direct use for it. Uh, I just love it. So I'll tell you guys listening, um, Gary Halbert. So the Gary Halbert's this guy. He died somewhat recently from just like a heart attack or something. And he was an amazing copywriter. And he might have died in prison or soon after. He was in prison for a handful of years because he sold something. Ironically. Where- that's the guy I want to learn from. <laughs> yes. And the world famous and that's guy why he, took it too far. I'll, like Wolf would, of Wall Street. I'll go learn from him. I'm not going to take it as far, but I want to learn from that person. I, I think he went to prison for mail fraud or something like that. So basically people bought stuff and he just didn't fulfill it. And so right. he was just like, I, I sold it and I just lied. And that's obviously wrong, but you can learn a lot from him. And he's got these amazing things called um, the letters from Boron. Uh, they're boron letters, boron sorry. Letters, yeah. And they're all free. So if you Google Gary Halbert boron letters, you can find them for free. It, it's a series of letters that he wrote his son Bond from prison, and he teaches him everything he knows about life and selling. Yes. And so, like, you can go and I read it. I rewrote them all by hand because I was just so. And, and you're going to read it and you're going to be like, what, why would you? Why is this so good? It's so good if you know why it's so good. It's almost like that. It's like. It's not. No, it's clearly good. Like you start, you fall down like his slippery slope. You're like, exactly. why is this so interesting? Well, why do I want to keep reading this? Exactly. You don't know. It's not like, like it's not a, um, it's what I'll call a door, not a window. So uh, a window opportunity is one where you look right in and you could see what's in it for you. And you're like, oh, okay. Like, for example, let's say you wanted to get better at copywriting. The thing is not called how to get better at copywriting. And then he doesn't say, here's five copywriting techniques. No, he actually writes these as letters to his son and then he just does, shows you great copywriting and then he sprinkles in lessons as he goes but it it doesn't come to like letter five or whatever there's like it takes you, you you're just interested you're hooked and you don't know why and that's the technique and then you got to like figure out why is this so damn good what is it about this writing style that's so slippery that i just can't get it's like a tiktok feed i can't get out of it you know and so I would say it's like more like a door where you kind of got to go knock and, and take a leap of faith that there is something on the other side of this. You can't see exactly what you're going to get until the door opens. Yeah, this is a winner. Um, all right. Well, I think I think we just like laid out a ton of interesting stuff. Uh, ben, are you there? 
And by the way, we should put uh, links to as much of these as we can in the show notes. I'm also going to send out a newsletter of just like summarizing these um, just on like whatever my, my own, like my weekly newsletter, or whatever, seanperry.com. And because I think these are actually really good, but most people listening to this, it's probably really fucking hard to be like, what am I supposed to do? Write these down and then go Google all these different things these guys are talking no, about. Yeah, like, we'll you, do you need the links. What do you think, Ben? Yeah, it's going to be great. At the bottom of the show notes, we'll just put a long list of all the links so people can find everything. But this is awesome. We're just spewing cool products that we consume. <laughs> By the way, I, there's, I, I have half of You told me about this two minutes, or you told me before, but I was busy. I learned about this premise two minutes before the show, and I actually still have like five things that I, we didn't even get to. And I know you have like 10 things we didn't even get to. So we may want to, if people like this, we may want to do one more of these. I like and it. And the point of this I, is it's supposed to be a Thanksgiving special, right? So you guys are just, if you're fat with turkey, you're sitting on your couch, you, you got some time on your hands. You can just start clicking through all these links, check out all this stuff, buy some stuff, watch some things, have a good time. I think it's mostly free stuff, by the way, that we mentioned. Yeah, a lot of it is free or very cheap. Um, ben, I love that uh, that sales pitch. That was great. Who who who's, Have you been watching these videos too? Are we, are we sharing <laughs> YouTube accounts? What's going on? Yeah, I just had to step up my game after you're talking about all this uh, copywriting and sales stuff. That's the Mormon in you. You guys are natural salespeople. You guys are the, the world's greatest salespeople. I guess. Will Mormon that, jokes ever get old? No, probably not. <laughs> that's the Some stereotypes. Are, we have so few stereotypes we're allowed to access these days that when there is one that feels like it's okay, you just got to hit it over and over again. <laughs> Good. I'm down. Well, thank you. All right. I'm out. I got to go be with my family. See ya. Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, you too.